Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. Before we start today's discussion, we wanted to remind you all that Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward is a proud member of the Dialogue Podcast Network. Dialogue is a collective of independent and interesting podcasts who promote thoughtful, respectful, and engaging inquiry and discussion into all aspects of the LDS tradition, thought, arts, and culture. You can support our podcasts and others in the network by subscribing today at dialoguejournal.com slash podcast network. Subscribers receive special benefits like ad-free episodes and bonus content. Learn more today at dialoguejournal.com slash podcast network. Okay, this is the chaotic episode that we've all been waiting for. We are ready to talk about going to Southern Virginia University. It is going to be so exciting, and I'm probably amping it up way more in this introduction than it's actually going to end up being. But you know what? I don't care. This is the episode I've been waiting for in our Back to School series, and I am ready to jump in. The important thing is, we're just, you're going to have fun with it. So. Whatever happens, happens after this point, honestly. And fun fact, this is the one school episode we're doing where everyone in this podcast went to that school at one point or another. So yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Follow-up question. Did all of us graduate? Yes. Yes. Yes, we yes. actually all not- went and all graduated. Probably the only five. <laughs> yeah. So joining us today are three incredible, fun human beings that went to SVU when I was at SVU because we're old now and we need to talk about our prime. So joining us today are Tara, Richard, and Zach. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Tara and I went to SVU. Hi, I'm Zach, went to SVU. I'm Richard, and I went to BYU-Idaho and then got kicked out, so I had to transfer to SVU. Real. I dropped the real microphone. Boom. We were already starting right out of the gate going full throttle, and that's why I love this. This is why I knew today would be so great. I'm here for it. I'm just going to be on mute the entire time, because at this (laughs) point, I'm not going to have anything more to offer that you guys can't do a hundred times more. Kaylee's just strap in. I'm just, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Buckle up. I'm here. I'm ready. I just hope all of our listeners are halfway prepared for this. They're not. We'll see what happens. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So the first question, Richard already kind of answered. The first question is, what inspired you to go to SVU? So let's start with Richard. I was attending Brigham Young University, Idaho. And I think I was like 87 percent done with my four-year degree in communications you know so I'm like right on track to get out of there you know with a mission and with everything that I've been going through um, it takes longer to graduate than four years because Mormons and then I got involved with a person of the same gender at that school so Richard you were inspired to go to SVU because You'll never be in, so we're kicking you out. And that's what happened. And um, the, the only place that could transfer the records and still view me as a struggling soul trying to be worthy was SVU. Also, you transferred into SVU at like the optimal time because that was really when SVU was like 
we need bodies. Please come to SVU. We will give you whatever you want. Do you want a car? We'll give you a car to come to SVU. Just please come. Like, we just need you. Yeah. Yeah. They were, I won't say desperate, but they were more forgiving than any of the other church schools out there. And they would be like, you know, you may, you may have transgressed in the past, but past, but we want you now and we want you to grow our campus and you, we want you to grow. Yeah. Grow our campus was the the clincher really. All right, let's go to Tara. So my early decision had been, I was a never BYUer. I knew that I would stop being a member if I ever entered the bubble of Utah and that was just not going to happen. I was never, ever going to, to any BYU college. My, my dad was very distressed. He's like, well, BYU can be a good school. It's very good. And I'm like, not good for me. Um, I had planned to graduate and go to community college, Nova, up in Northern Virginia, and then transfer probably into George Mason. And this was, again, SVU was trying really, really, really hard to get students to come. So like, February or something they had an open house and my mom's like well let's try let's go see and it was nice it was small it was like three and a half hours away from my parents house and it felt pretty good and I was like oh okay well maybe it would be nice to be away from family a little bit more background. I had a nervous breakdown in, in high school and ended up transferring into Landmark Career Academy, which if, if any Nova people are listening, that was the second chance dropout druggie school. I was not a druggie, but I was surrounded by them. And that's on my transcript. And I was unhirable up in DC because of that. So I thought that that would be a good chance to go break away from that and from the people that I was hanging out with at that time, which they weren't bad, but they were definitely burnouts. Craig was one of the um, recruiters and he was very nice and was part of the tour and was really happy to actually see me come back. And so it felt more like a personal touch and at BYU or George Mason or anywhere, I would not, I would have disappeared and quite probably ceased to exist as well. So I'm one of those people had no clue it was a Mormon school when I applied. So they were trying to get bodies. So they had a lot of stuff of like, hey, you don't want to go to Mormon schools. They sent a whole pamphlet out saying raised background with Mormon education, like, you know, you raised in the church. Here's a school where people do, but don't go to the church anymore. That's how I was introduced to it, was people that left the church. And I was like, that's perfect, because I'm not going to BYU. And I also had the plan of, this is the only school I'm applying to now, because I didn't want to stay in Texas. And if you're in the top 10%, you know, they do the automatic, like, you can go to anywhere in Texas. Okay, great. I don't want to be here. So this is no good to me. So they sent me all this stuff from SVU, and I was like, well, shoot, if there's going to be other people who left the church, why not go there? And so my plan was either go there if I get accepted. If not, I'm going to work. And I already like found a couple places where I was going to work in Maine um, for a couple different seasonal jobs. And I was like, I'll do that for a couple years because I already told my family and my bishop, like, I'm not going on a mission. 
I'm not going to be one of those people that goes and teaches people and then is like, okay, now I can finally live my life. And, you know, good luck with your testimonies that I told you to build it on and lied to you about myself. I didn't want to do that. So I went to SVU and then I think it was after I got accepted, I have to, I, they finally sent me paperwork saying you have to do an ecclesiastical endorsement. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> so I did that, showed up. And then of course it was like, oh, but then it was also like, I don't care. I wanted to get out of Texas and be away from chemical plants. I'm surrounded by trees and mountains. I don't care. And I was like, and no one here is as racist as they are anywhere in the really nasty parts of Texas. So good to go. Casual, casual note. Out of the four of us, Zach is the one who is still living in proximity to SVU. So it was beautiful True. enough that I'm on that campus there. almost every day. Married myself a man from Natural Bridge. Which mm. still blows my mind that you found an actual like Southern Virginia native and Yeah. You guys have started a life there. Um, thanks to Chris, Lexington had its first official pride recognition party this year. So he had a drag brunch. They have a lot more coming up. So we're doing a lot. There's still rumors of me out there of our secret house at Kelly's place. And oh, you mean the Sherlock Club? The, I know. I'm like, oh. you know, the innocent club. But, you know, we all did heroin at some point. <laughs> Oh, that was a drug house of, of demons and God. devil worshippers. That was the worst. Yeah, Tracy never went there. I never went there. Tara went <laughs> once. No, I'm just teasing. We all went there. We'll come back to the, the Sherlock Club and that scandal a little bit later, I promise. First of all, I need to go back a second. Zach, they advertised it as a school that's not LDS. <laughs> yeah, they were like, this is where people who left the church are going so that they have that familiarity and that it was a small school. I wish that you still had those marketing materials. It was a weird I, I postcard so and it was like, okay. Zach, all we can say is that I've never seen any of that kind of promotional sh So maybe somebody was influenced by a spirit to get you there because there's no way I don't think I, I don't think <laughs> you and your husband would have met in any other way. Speaking out of one side of the mouth and the other side of the mouth, they're like, we want to get all the faithful Mormons and the ones that are less faithful and the ones that are probably anti-faithful. We just need the people butts in <laughs> seats. That's true. That's very true. Let's talk about education. What was your major? What was the program like? Was it rigorous? Was it easy? Was it like a small and mighty program? This is going to be a little bit more of a story again. So I came in and I didn't know what I was going to major in. They assigned me to uh, Himes as my uh, counselor. I hated him when we first met. There was a lot of headbutting. I ended up switching to the theater professor as my advisor. Once I got my head on straight and once I decided to pursue my husband, my advising was just walking in and saying, these are the classes. This is what I'm going to take. I don't need to take that because I've already covered this. We're good. Okay, great. Bye. But I ended up going back and in taking classes from Himes, he was very conservative, but he had a much broader perspective. Himes, for instance, wasn't against a nude drawing classes, but the reason why SVU didn't have a nude drawing program 
is because Himes was saying, if we're going to do nudes, they need to be fully nudes. No bathing suits. Bathing suits are titillating, and that's not going to happen because the human body can be really ugly. <laughs> and bathing suits kind of like hide and obfuscate that. And so we didn't have a nude drawing program. So I ended up really liking Himes and Crawford as art instructors and ended up becoming a double major in art and theater with a creative writing minor. Out of all of those, the only one that I really kind of regret is the creative writing minor. As mentioned previously, I did have to transfer from Brigham Young University, Idaho. So I had mentioned also that I was a communications major. That did not exist in the walls of SVU. Oh, my gosh. So we had to um, improvise. And I did a lot of theater classes at BYUI. So I'm like, ooh, I can be a theater major. That'll be good. And luckily, we had a really good registrar who was like, you know, one with the students, one with the people, like very sweet. And she's like, all right, I'll transfer this and that will be this class and I'll transfer this and that'll be this class. And so I could build half of my theater major in a blink of an eye. And then I just had to do the last couple of years of my degree, which was fun. And, uh, you know, what I enjoyed, too, is like I did Comic Frenzy, an improv theater troupe at BYU-Idaho, and that counted for the production hours that you have to do behind the scenes. I know, I was so bad. It counted towards, I didn't have to be the ushers at the theater thing, and I didn't have to do all this service. You, so you mother <laughs> so mad. Excuse my, excuse my language, Tracy, I, I will be a cusser, but yes, I hate you. I know. I'm so mad about I, this. <laughs> I felt I felt dirty inside, but also, you know, that could have been for many other reasons, too. I could have avoided being an usher for Songs for a New World if only I had your theater credits transferred in my account. Yes. I could have spared myself that entire month of pain. Yes. Oh. So that brings me to I had to be in all these SVU productions as a part of my major, which I was fine with. But any time that I looked for theater opportunities in the community or at the other college, I was looked down upon as if having more experience in theater was a detriment to my education when I knew logically and just that it was for my benefit to have different directors, different stages, different theater experiences. And so our professor telling me, no, no, I have to be the only director for your four-year degree to be good. And I'm like, no, that doesn't seem right. But I digress. Well, I double majored in biology and art. Himes was one of the professors I respected because he would have honest conversations with me about religion. So he was the only professor bishop that accepted everything, was like, oh, okay, well, that's that. Thanks. So I didn't use him as any of my counseling, I used Jashram from the bio department because she wasn't a member of the church. She had respect for it, but she also didn't have it sway any of her decisions, which other people in the biology department definitely did. But double majored. Um, I did have a professor try not giving me my bio major, but then luckily Shram took over as my paper reader because she was also um, leaving that year. So she approved my paper and was like, 
yeah, it was the first one turned in. You had uh, met all the requirements. So that worked out. Um, yeah, love times because I got to have those communications with someone who clearly supports the church was a big part of it. But then he acknowledged and knew how to talk with me because I was raised in it. And there's lots of stuff I love about it. And I was grown into and learned from like public speaking. I was like, you know, I feel like I genuinely do like doing service for others, but it's just like all those practices I had in it. It was just had to leave because when you're pointed at and being like, that's the gay kid. And it's like, oh, why are we doing this? Didn't know we had to talk about that. I feel like it was really common at SVU for people to double major. It was almost rare to see someone not double majoring. Like I felt lazy compared to most of my (laughs) friends because I was not double majoring in anything. Double majoring could be easy because one, we don't have to apply to get in the programs. Two, there's Yes, the requirements are like the generals apply can apply to a lot of the different majors. And then the majors, if you plan strategically, you can get almost every single class. I was there for five years, but I'd failed out of my entire first semester. And with a couple with doing May semesters, I was able to graduate. I almost triple majored. (laughs) So it's was incredibly it could be incredibly easy they had that four-year guarantee and it could be incredibly easy to not only get that four-year degree but if you navigated correctly get other things and accumulate your degree in other ways did you feel like you had a better relationship with the professors on campus did you feel like you were able to get more out of your classes because you were able to connect more with the professors or did you feel like because you were able to connect with the professors on a more personal level that you felt like you were being held back in an educational sense. Like, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, one thing I was super excited about SVU was having those moments. I did have some really great times, especially with like Schramm, um, even with Van Kuyken, um, had some great moments with her. And then of course, Himes and Crawford were key figures as well. So I really enjoyed that. I kind of got like outside education of like, they'd be like, okay, you seem interested in this. Here's some more stuff to reference. So I got extra books to read or this and that and got to have these discussions. And so I did enjoy that, but I did feel like it was difficult, especially in the biology department. Clearly has his opinion set in his way and would actively attack those that he didn't approve of, which was really awkward. And you would notice like his classes were primarily filled with white men and you know, you couldn't be that different, but you would start noticing less girls are in his class, but you also had to take some of his classes for the major. Yeah, I felt personally very close to the theater department. And I felt like, I don't know if that was an appropriate relationship or not, to have with the head of the department. Interestingly enough, what started as a very close relationship with the theater department head, it led, you know, to the connections of that adjunct professor who ended up having to not be a adjunct professor anymore. Uh, I became close with them. And then through the connections of Trojan women, all the, the, the lead actor in that and the musical composers I became really close with them so it was kind of almost uh, a blessing that I shifted away 
from this worshiping of the leader of the department to, oh, I have true connections with these theater creative people that are doing it more indie because the school isn't letting them do it anymore. They like get, gave them opportunity, you know, oh yeah, you can direct this. You can have your friends, your creative friends be, okay, now I want to be the only professor teaching theater. It, it can't be about anyone else. But that that enriched my relationship in the theater community. So I'm grateful for the for that. But yeah, like you said, it's probably inappropriate to be the favorite student of the theater head, you know, one of two favorite students at the time, and to have to navigate that. And luckily, I didn't like stay in that world, but I was in it. I was in these production meetings that I had no business being in. And I was like assistant casting of plays that, you know, I'm just a student. I'm also auditioning sure. for the plays. I see it now. But at the time, I'm like, I love this. This is my opportunity. So I was never a favorite. I don't, I possibly could have been, but I think I fell from grace by going into academic probation for about a year and a half. But like, I was sitting there as an AD for one of the shows, Midsummer, but he was asking one of the students what production they should do. And he was pushing really hard for one production, but the student's like, I don't really think that that's funny, which I mean, just showed that the student is really quite stupid. And so we did Midsummer Night's Dream and that person was cast as bottom and then that exploded the way that that exploded so I mean yeah. but I just I was sitting in the room going this is really really weird but I, once again I wasn't being consulted about what we should do I was just literally office furniture watching this unfold in front of me yeah there was a time where we were pitching uh 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee equally uh, a show that might be too inappropriate for SVU but that professor really wanted us to be able to do it and we were really pushing for it but then of course it, that was the turning point actually when we were toying with the idea of pushing the boundaries of SVU to be a little bit more edgy then he full reverse turned around and only did musicals of the 1940s and 50s after that or like very classical theater and he I don't believe he ever really went back to modern stuff it was always the classic theater after that it was either the classics or things that he wrote himself i was very happy in the theater department because i was tolerated by him i was not a favorite i was not a least favorite i was tolerated by him the previous tech director loved me and i loved him he was like my god at campus he left at I the loved same him. time i did and i am so glad that i did not have to open my heart to anyone else I really loved Fran McDonnell at SVU. Like, I will put his name everywhere in, like, stars and, like, skywriting. He was my absolute favorite professor on SVU campus. One, he was ridiculously intelligent. He His classes were always very thought-provoking, super engaging, because he wasn't just going to sit there and lecture you. He wanted you to get involved, and so he would bring up different points and, like, poke you and like poke holes in your arguments and like make you talk more in depth about history and all of these other things and I took so many classes because of Fran McDonald like I didn't even care what the class was if I saw that he was on there and I could take the class I was gonna take it and I will like go to my grave praising Fran McDonald because I just love that man so much also McDonald supported LGBTQ um, yes, students and the community and would go to the Washington and Lee Galas every year. So that was a big, like, 
forward progressive image of an SVU professor really s- sticking up for the little guy that, you know, is looked down upon at SVU. I know like Zach brought up Schramm and Van Kuyken, like I love Dr. V. There were so many good professors on that campus that worked overtime to make the campus more inviting and welcoming for all students because they knew what they were up against. People can be good and teach and you can value them, but you need to be careful how you let them influence your life and what powers you give them to influence your life. SVU was definitely a social experiment in learning how much influence you should let people have in your life and whether those influences are good influences or bad influences. And what's really funny is because it was such a church school, the Mormon ideal is like, oh, everyone in the church would definitely be a good influence. And that's what we have to do. But we had McDonald, we had Crawford, we had other people who were incredible, who were outside of the religion, but were incredible people who could influence us. And then there were people who, for, who were within the church in LDS culture who were terrible, abusive, authoritarian shitheads. If people never stop and question and never have that experience, they might go the rest of their lives and then not realize that they've been in abusive situations with ecclesiastical authorities or with educational authorities. But like at SVU, we got to learn that because everything was so small and we could watch these things unfold in real time. Yeah. Like I have no words. That was perfect. The way that you summarized everything, Tara. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Supported a group. So my senior year, my biology paper was on the physiological effects of art therapy in the body. And one of the books, it was something like art therapy and the sexually abused child or something like that. And a bunch of students labeled me the pedophile because of checking out that book. And he joined in with chanting one day. And it was awful. Like my senior year, you couldn't find me on campus after that because that was the start of the year. It was the most violent in so many ways of just like people actively yelling at me for being gay And then he was just like, there's no way you were ever part of the church because of the way you are, because God wouldn't do this, like that kind of stuff. So I had a lot of that with them, which was awful because it was like, I don't understand why this is happening. And then having go to the honor council and then they made me go to one of those addiction recovery courses and they're like, you just have to go to one to like see and figure out for yourself. But I'm sitting here like, this is an addiction. Like, I gave up a dating life. I'm not doing anything wild. And right now I'm actively trying to do my senior paper in one semester so I can do my art show the second semester. Just constant. Like, if he'd see me, he'd be like, hmm. And I'd be like, look at you and your stupid bow tie. And he came to a performance on campus after I had graduated and he had this nice tie and I complimented him on the tie. I said, oh, I really like your tie. And he goes, well, it's not rainbow. It, that's not a true rainbow design, just so you know. I'm like, no, I already know where you stand on the issues. Mm-hmm. So I was just saying it was a nice tie. Great oh professor, sh- administrator. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, Zach touched on this a little bit. I want to go more into what were your viewpoints on the honor code, 
honor council. What experiences did you have with the honor code? Or do you know of anyone else who had experiences with the honor code? I'm going to start with Richard on this one because I feel like this is going to be spicy and fun. When you're a part of a population on campus, um, there was a significant amount of homosexuals on campus. So we were the gay guys, you know, there were there were a couple of females, but mainly at least of the ones that I knew that were out or out to me, we were like 10 to 20 guys on campus, which is a lot when the student body is 700 people, you know, so we all know each other. And uh, the the kind of things that we had to practice doing, like deny, 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 deny. So if you go on a date with a boy, you get called into the honor council and you're like, I'm just not sure why anyone would turn us in for dating. We're just really good friends. So like, that's really weird. And so that's all you do is like you go into Dean Bo- Bouchelle's office and you're like, no, that that's just not true. And there was one guy that was like on SVU security that um, he ended up passing away not too long after, which was shocking. But he apparently, when there was a boy who went into my dormitory room and then came out like early in the wee hours of the morning, you know, we had been in my dorm all night. Oh, my goodness. Um, so he, he said, I saw so-and-so go into your room on the security cameras and he didn't leave until the early morning. So I'm going to report you. And I'm like, for what? Like, we could have been doing homework. You know, I have two beds in my room, but I'm the only person in there. He's just sleeping over. SUU campus said girls can live with girls, boys can live with boys. And so me doing that was not breaking any rules. And so I had to constantly remind people of it. And then it it became funny because um, a local um, community member who I became really close with, who we had the Sherlock Holmes Club with, uh, at one point I was over there all the time that they said, just come live with me. But her being a woman, um, once the school caught wind that I was living with her, wh- which I kind of loved, I did go into Dean Bouchelle's office and he said, so I've hear, I hear reports that you're living with so-and-so in the community, a woman. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, now listen to what I'm asking you and then just answer accordingly, okay? And I'm like, okay. And he said, the relationship you have with this person is like a landlord-tenant relationship, right? I'm like, oh, yes, completely. And you're sleeping on one level of the house and they're sleeping on another level of the house, correct? I'm like, absolutely correct. And so luckily, I feel like even though the Honor Council and the Honor Code Office were like, scary and awful and people would turn you in all the time at least there were some administrative people that were like this is kind of a non-issue like why are you so mad that this gay boy moved in with his gal pal like (laughs) that's probably safer than other situations i do have to say i did love bouchelle he just was smiling and he knew that he was like yeah okay people are people and his daughter was one of the best people I'd ever known and so like yeah he was sitting there going all right be very careful this is how we're going to guide you through this situation Richard Mm -hmm. yeah and we kept getting reported to the honor code office and to Dean Bouchelle for having get-togethers where we watched the actual BBC show Sherlock and then we watched the PBS version with um with um Jeremy uh Jeremy Brecht, I forget his name. Anyway, th- that's a non-issue. It doesn't matter who was the actor, but he was the 80s Sherlock. So we watched all the old ones and we were just 
binging these episodes in a time before, you know, it was super popular to binge. We had all the DVD sets and we're watching them every week. And the school literally thought Sherlock Holmes Club was a euphemism for doing drugs and drinking alcohol and whatever debauchery and wild sex parties too. I remember that. I was like, we literally go there in sweatpants, lay on the couch and watch Tracy, Sherlock Tracy, Holmes. Tracy, Tracy, That's all we do. <laughs> sweatpants is easy access. Oh my God. Yeah. There's no <laughs> zipper that has to be managed, but yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, and I would, and I would say this too. It's like, yes, maybe some people that were a part of Sherlock would have their own, you know, thing that they did. Like maybe they had a drink of alcohol after Sherlock Holmes party was over, or maybe they did stuff, but it had nothing to do with the actual group. And that was the thing too. Like I remember going to one of the first few meetings of the Sherlock group and Kelly being like, I just want to make sure that you're of age if you do decide to partake in anything alcoholic. And I was like, yeah, I'm 21, but I'm I'm good. Thanks. She's like, okay, well, as long as I'm not aiding and abetting with underage drinking, like that's fine. But it was it was such a non-issue. And the fact that everyone thought we were doing like heroin, bath salts and like having wild orgies when we're all like, I'm eating pizza and watching Sherlock. Can you please let me live my life? Zach, any SVU honor code office things that you remember? Oh, man. So many random ones. Joe Bouchelle saving grace because he always was just like, these are non-issues. During that whole sex sex party heroin time, I remember having to meet with Kelly with her church leader and his wife and that being a thing of like someone was going around telling it through the community I remember people came into my job at the Blue Dog Art Cafe and was like, Zach, you're doing heroin. And I was like, news to me. (laughs) I was like, I sure am not. I was like, I don't even have time to even think of doing that. And they're like, what do you do at Kelly's house? And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a picture where I'm sitting there with like a textbook and then like, you know, all my notes And then being like, yeah, I'm paying attention to Sherlock. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like everyone being like, this is all that happens. But if you weren't married and you had sex, sure as hell that girl was sent out and the boy got some kind of smack on the wrist and got to stay. That happened multiple times. Uh, Yeah, the girl would get sent home unless she played sports. In which case, Mm. then she's working really hard and it was just a one-time mistake. So we should definitely give her another chance. And that's the same with the football players and any team sports people. They had special dispensations because even though we're not a big sports school, a lot of the donors were specific in their donations. You you have to use this for the stadium. You have to do this for the lighting. Meanwhile, the theater department is like in a cafeteria. Yeah, it was always interesting to see how the Honor Council would pass their judgments at SVU. SVU has a very similar honor code to the BYUs, except in a way it's a little bit less stringent, a little bit. Um, In what way, Tracy? (laughs) Because in my Spanish class, we got like three letters from the professor asking us to be obeying the honor code in terms of like dress and stuff. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember any of the names. I was, was only the there issue? for a year. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. And I remember like looking at it and I was like, I think I've come in and ripped jeans like once. I don't know if that's the issue. Um, but like we had guys on the sports team, so they might have been coming in there at leisure. And I just remember being confused every time. And I was like, if you have a problem with a particular student, then you should just go talk to them. Like if I'm the problem, um, let me know. I do and remember there being a the whole thing <laughs> one year for sure, where they're like, if you're in athletic shorts and in class, they can kick you out and like all this stuff. And I thought it was so crazy because I was like, they're not even wearing revealing ones. Like if a basketball player came in, it's like they're past their knees anyways. And it's not like it's like thin revealing fabric. And it was a huge deal because I remember girls coming back from softball and stuff would have when they'd be past their knees, but they said, no, you can't have those. And when I was an RA, we were told if you saw them around campus, you had to turn them in. And I was like, no, they're wearing basketball shorts. Once again, I think there were waves of this happening because my freshman year, my roommate, it was a jean skirt that hit her like just above her knee, but she ended up getting a letter saying that her skirt was way too short and that she should not wear that. And she's like, why am I getting this? Which skirt was it? Which class? Who reported this? So there would be different and like definitely. So they talked to her or they sent a letter to her about what she wore and what somebody found out offensive they would sometimes come in hard then realize that they were coming in too hard pull back do a different thing come in with a different tact and probably zach had the we shouldn't wear athletic leisure stuff that's bad and wrong i think that's why i think the svu honor code was a little bit more lenient than the byus because svu would enforce things for like a month and then after that month they'd be like eh, okay no big deal whereas like with well with the conversations we've had in the past about BYU like the BYUs would be like oh I'm sorry that you missed shaving this one spot on your face but it's really distracting and you can't have a beard on campus and that's unacceptable and it could have just been like this tiny little like spot Mm -hmm. of hair that you missed and BYU would go crazy whereas like SBU would be like um yeah so I know that you didn't shave like in the last two days I can see it coming in a little bit but like the next time you come to class can you just make sure that that's cleaned up and then the next time you come to class they're like okay but the next time you come to class can you make sure that's cleared up those shifts of how rigorously the honor council was applied was based on who had been invited to be part of the honor council disciplinary committee and that was by secret invitation so nobody really knew who it was and so um it okay wait i need more was- information on that right. because i did not know how people got into the honor council i need to know about this because literally the entire time i was at sb i was like how and why do people get involved with being on the honor council like other than that one person that got elected yeah. every year as like the vp By of secrets? honor or whatever this what this is like all kinds of secret combinations and i need to hear about this mm-hmm. he would pick individuals and the dean would approve the, the the council they would commune to um vote on issues that came up and they would uh it was very arbitrary depending on who was on the council at the time Nobody who knew who they were except for the few people, the few administrators, and still kind of seems secretive and a little bit weird and sus. There. Yeah, but there, but there it's was very no, like, secret combinations. But there was no specific rules for them to follow. Like, like what, you, the more you explain, the worse it sounds. Well, like yeah. they, they had, they had. What I should say is they had the honor code, and then it was up to them uh, on how they um, 
interpreted it, you know. Oh, so they were the they were Supreme Courting SVU yeah. at the time. But this is the grand constitution. But, but oh, this is against the rules. But they would say, well, we don't have any power because the administration would make the final say, but nine times out of 10, the administration did whatever was suggested by the this council. And so someone could see you on the council and you wouldn't even know that they saw you. No one would know. And so that you would get those letters, but it was only a limited amount. It wasn't the whole lot of people. So, you know, rules were applied to only people within their vicinity, depending on their own personal judges, their own personal judgment. Yeah, and that makes more sense because I've heard from people who have been on honor council before and they've said, oh my gosh, it was so hard to have to pray to the Lord and, you know, cast out Susie, but her sins were just too great. And the Lord told us that and it wasn't a pressure from the administration, I'm sure. It was pressure within the council. So depending on who was members of the council, so basically it was a giant witch hunt and Depending on who the who the members of the council were who were exerting the social pressure, depended on how harshly you were those people were to... getting kicked out. So during certain eras of time, of course, you were on the witch hunt for those dirty, dirty homosexuals. And at other times, oh, well, the homosexuals weren't as much of a problem, but obviously those girls wearing skirts with leggings were totally an issue and causing men to sin. Questions now. This might not be a question that anyone can answer, but like, okay, so we know that there were a couple people who were, we can say they were the Ferris wheel on campus. And so I want to know, like, which members of the Honor Council were either taking a ride on the Ferris wheel or connected to the Ferris wheel in any way to make that person come before the honor council. And I'm not saying this in a way that like anyone has to answer, but I'm just saying like, this makes me really question the people that were on the honor council and whether or not they were actually participating well, in the bad behavior. themselves. Well, assuming that they even knew about it. Yeah. Like I know of someone who at least rumored to have been very promiscuous and it's obviously I don't care because as long as it was two consenting adults that doesn't matter to me but in the context of SVU that sleeping around situation should have been addressed like big pop problem but wasn't yeah yes a big problem but wasn't and they and they were charismatic and they were in all these groups on campus and they promoted SVU and so in a way they could get away with it behind the scenes because they um they gave so much back to SVU that it didn't matter that they slept around. So yes, it, there is a lot of who you know, who you knew, and how you knew them, and also how you played. Yeah, like how you play the game. Deny, deny, deny. I'll yeah, go back I was to that about one. to say I feel like the Honor Council was the same group of people for especially 2012, 2013 because I had to meet with them regularly because of every little thing I was turned in for. Like, I remember there would always be those group trips to Stanton to go through the asylum. Well, the honor council is all there, and immediately we all have to go, and then they put me in front of them saying, I was at a risk for everyone else because I was there with other men. And I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, there's like five guys, and there's like 30 girls. We're all here together. And the only reason I got out of that, because they tried kicking me out of school for that, was because the whole honor council was there, too. Like, we immediately came back from Stanton and went into a meeting 
and then Bouchelle and Sal showed up and we're like, okay, let's get this started. And it's like 1230 in the morning. And I was like, this is ridiculous. SVU has a, there's a game and you have to play it. If you messed up, don't get caught. Go to an authority, go to either the bishop or go to an administrator and say, this is what happened. I'm working through it. Then because you had an authority on your side, they would defend you from getting kicked out. And there were several people who weren't playing that, who did not play that and were very upset because that's what was happening. But it's like, once again, because of the weird dynamics between religious aspects of the school and the dynamics of the administration that was not school and the way that that was applied, there's very much a left hand and a right hand. Like they don't know what the other one is doing. Go and manipulate that and go to the bishop, go to an authority, go to an administrator, ask for help, even if you don't necessarily intend it, but let them know have them on your side and then you won't necessarily be hurting so bad from harassment from some of the honor council students who don't have a broad world experience. And that can work at SVU, but I can vouch that that does not work at BYU-Idaho because you go to your bishop and you say, I've sinned, I've been with a man and I'm a man and that's not okay and it's against the honor code. And they go, well, then we're pulling your endorsement and you're kicked out of school. And so there's a betrayal. And BYU-Idaho is known as like the strictest of the the church schools. And I believe it because I lived it. And so, yeah, SVU, though, totally. If you have... SVU wanted, like, I mean, as Zach and Richard were saying, SVU wanted the bodies and were willing to work with you in your flawed human state. Which is how it should be other than, you know, rather than BYU-Idaho, which is like, oh we're kicking you out and you can't come to school here and you're not worthy. SVU actually was kind of doing it the right way, even though they're also flawed, but at least that section of it. Yeah. High school dynamics um, carry over into SVU. Yes. Yes, it definitely does. Yes. Um, But let's, let's talk about something a little bit more positive now because we've gone down (laughs) a deep dark rabbit hole into hell. Um, So let's try to lighten things a little bit. So we've talked about like the crazy scandals. We've talked about like the honor code. We've hit the heavy topics. Let's talk about some of the good things. So what were some of the like really positive, great aspects that you experienced while you were at SVU? And it can be school related. It can be community related. Any, what were some of the like highlights and the good things about being at SVU for you? And Zach, can you please tell me some of the great things? Cause it's your horror stories just hurt my heart and I was like mostly the school itself can suck it the only reason I stayed was to prove them wrong because they told me I was never gonna be able to graduate from there so I was like bring it and also credits didn't transfer anywhere so I was not starting over I mean community wise it was amazing I've had different internships I internshiped as a glass blower for a couple years and that helped incorporate stuff into my art program with Himes. I also got to meet other artists from Maine that made their own little hub here and was making side money off of them, making panels and stretching canvas. So like I had all these great moments and opportunities and like I was later to the Sherlock Club than the rest. And um, it was just so exciting to see like these different parts. And like I even went to that Baptist church for how long with Kelly for a good while 
because they wanted to build up safe places for the gay students. They wanted to reach out. So I feel like that built a lot. I did a lot of stuff with Project Horizon and even with WNL and VMI of just like being that extra voice. And I've even had parents in BV come up to me and like, you know what? We accept our kids now because not all gay people are monsters. And I'm like, why did you think we were monsters? You know, it's like so silly. So, I mean, I really loved that for this, like the school brought me here for a reason. And I feel like there's been so many great things. And part of the people I've met at SVU that made it a place where it was a place to thrive, even though it was so against me as a person so many times, like I couldn't imagine not knowing Tracy. I met her the very first day I was on that campus maybe we judged each other a little bit but then shortly we were like close friends man I remember also I didn't start off well because the type of people my family are my mom and her boyfriend at the time dropped me off literally like right before like orientation and as they dropped me off they peeled out and we're like, try not to molest anyone here. And so like that started me off on a rocky start. But then I found amazing people that were like, you must be a funny person because you come from some chaos. And so like, I feel like that helped me find my people a little bit faster, but also probably what started the whole chain of like, this school is anti you. <laughs> and I was like, great. But then like I had Brigham as a roommate he was an interesting person who like just brought a lot of joy to my life. And then, um, I mean, so many random good things and just knowing like in the community, like when Richard came and just knowing that like people saw us and then like more numbers coming in and then you have like Colby and then people being like, oh, we have these people we can rely on. And like just watching the new generations come in as we're like fading our way out and just knowing that like we paved a way for like they knew how to have the conversations. They had Joe Bouchel who was fought by a lot of people to like keep supporting us. He knew how to carry these conversations. And I just feel like part of the whole reason of being there was to just be like, hey, we're all here. We have some respect in the church. Like I have a lot of respect for the church, honestly. I was in it deep. I mean, your seminary, I was always president of the quorum growing up. Like I was doing the math and I did at least 24 hours a week in church stuff. I loved it, like everything about it. And I even had wards that accepted me for who I was. And then to come to SVU and then it'd be like so weird. I guess it was like more of my insights of like West Coast Mormons. It's like, man, you guys need some love. Because <laughs> I was like, there's other wards and stakes that really do embrace like modernization science being you know ex you know promoting women people of color like and then you have all these other ones that are like that person's different and i don't know if i'm safe so i need to report them i mean it's clearly it's still my home now so i really love the area because there's so much opportunities to do these growth and break boundaries and then just pave the road so that these new kids can come through and blossom and take it even further gladly take the brunt of it so that they can like show them what we're made of piggybacking off that like you you hear now that at svu they do have like 
an LGBTQ uh, plus club, like a like an actual school sanctioned group that can have activities and they have faculty and faculty advisors that are on that side, you know, on on your side, on my side, you know, on being, you know, accepting, which we never could have that because I remember Tristan went to his first week at SVU and he's like, can we have like a gay straight alliance? And they were like, no. So obviously the school has matured in that space. And oh, we yeah. found our safe space too in Buena Vista and Lexington. And I, I just think the opportunities I had in theater and, you know, because we were bigger fish in a smaller pond, you know, we could put, you know, improv shows in at the bookstore and we could, you know, produce our own stuff. And then I could, I, I was doing a lot of things on Washington and Lee University campus. And it was an amazing opportunity because that school had the money and they would send me off to this, you know, acting uh, competition in Georgia. And they would send me off to this film festival in North Carolina on their dime. I'm an SVU student, but they were like, no, we want to use your talents and arts at our school too. And so we were in a community that we could do things. And, you know, it, it's always humbling to be a smaller fish in a bigger pond, but at least you get experience and that you wouldn't get in a bigger school, like uh, where you're just a number or you can't, you know, participate in any activities because you're not quite what they're looking for and it's more competitive. So I do appreciate my time there for my career path that, you know, yes, I'm a flight attendant, but I, I still think of myself as an artist to a theater artist. And I couldn't have been where I am today without SVU, without Washington Lee, Lexington. I got to teach the the kids. Zach and I both have yes. taught at Summer Fair. And um, so we were in the community teaching kids how to do theater, how to do art. And, you know, it was it was a great time. And yes, there was a lot of bad times, but the perseverance and rising above those challenges is what makes us who we are. A hundred percent. And I mean, honestly, the bad times made all these good moments better. And like, do you remember when the three universities would get together and be like, hey, all the gay kids come hang out and your allies. And then they're all wearing like rainbow gear. And then like there's the like six of us from SVU and we're like, mm, like maybe we'll wear it here, but we're not going to wear this back to campus. <laughs> like we've already got a mark on our back. Yep. <laughs> And they're like, what are you guys talking about? Even VMI has like rainbow pins on their uniform or like rainbow bracelets. And we're like, no, we're here for it. A hundred percent. Just maybe not on our campus. Yeah, there are three conservative campuses. And yet somehow SVU is like the least progressive of the conservative <laughs> campuses. And one of them is a military college. Like, and that's yeah. what is crazy is that one of them is a military college and SVU is more conservative than a legit military school. Yeah. So just throwing that one out there. Good times. Well, I kind of fit the SVU pattern for a lot of the heterosexuals is that I met my husband there. We got married. I mean, we were utter failures in that way in that we didn't have a kid until like eight years after we got married. But oh well, whatever. God's timing. Anywhere else, I would have faded. I would not have fought. If somebody had asked me to apply and to be a part of it, I would be like, why should I try to make myself appeal to you in order to be part of your program? That wasn't a part of SVU. 
And so I was able to expand into what I was interested in without necessarily limitations on whether or not I was acceptable. Being able to be invested as much in the theater program was bad in a lot of ways. I did not have a life outside of that. But at the same time, I probably would have pulled up and just stayed in my apartment if I didn't have that. I think on almost any other campus, if I had completely failed out of all my classes, I would have been booked off. But at SVU, they worked really hard to keep students who were trying and and had meetings with those students to make sure that they were on track and that they were staying on top of their work. Because if you wanted to stay, they wanted to keep you there. And so there was a lot more support. And you, if you were trying, they would not let you fall through the cracks. There was just a lot of fun opportunities. Like the travel uh, study abroad programs were probably, I, I don't know how many other people got a chance, but uh, my spouse and I went to England and did that trip, the month long trip. And that was probably one of the highlights of going to SVU because it was so small, so intimate, running around being crazy and being told like, oh yeah, there's entire days where you just tell us what you want to do and we'll say, okay, cool, go do it, report back. And so structured time versus unstructured time was amazing and really a lot of growth. And if you wanted to learn, you could go in deep and have some really fun experiences. And they brought in some really incredible teachers for that. There was a chance for everything at SVU. Yeah. And Tara, Zach, myself, we all met our spouses in Virginia. So maybe that's reason enough. Well, Tracy, then why the hell were you at why, why the hell were you at SVU? Listen, it was not to get married. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it was not that was never on my radar. It wasn't SVU ideal. No, it was not. Are you sure? Definitely Tracy? not. Yeah, definitely not. There was no potential of me getting married at SVU. Zach knows about like 99% of my awful dates at SVU, and he can attest to the fact that none of those were going to develop into anything ever. I don't know never. how you always had so many bad dates. Well, I'm pretty certain that she, <laughs> she's like was emotionally attached to Chris Evans even back then. Yeah. No, I definitely feel like even though there was so much nonsense and drama and like witch hunts that happened while we were at SVU, I feel like what kept me coming back to SVU was the community that I had made there. The community and the network that I had with the professors, the community and network that I had with within my department with my group of friends, with random people on campus that would tell me their life secrets um, anytime I was around them. Just the network that you are able to get at SVU is really unlike anywhere else in the world. And even thinking about it now, like thinking back, like if I had the opportunity to go back and do college all over again, would I still go to SVU? And I think I still would. Like, even though I'm not doing anything related to my major now, even though I'm not the same person I was when I was at SVU. And and even though I have so many thousands of dollars in student loans that I have to reckon with in the future, I would still do it again because I had a great time. I met incredible people. I learned so many life lessons and so many valuable things from professors and from the curriculums that I was able to take in. I was free to take whatever classes I wanted 
I could do whatever the hell I wanted on that campus in terms of my education and no one could tell me that I couldn't do it. But yeah, you are really free to do whatever you want to in terms of your education at SVU. And I think that's so awesome. And I would totally do it again. Amen. Okay. So one last question to like wrap this whole thing up. If you were to talk with incoming freshmen who were considering going to SVU, what advice would you give them about going to SVU? What encouragement or anything would you give to these students that are thinking about going to SVU? Be true to yourself and accept all opportunities as they arise. And uh, you might have to work within the system, but also don't think that that's the only way to do things. So it's very practical. I'm just saying be practical. I would definitely say it's one of those, as cliche as it sounds, it's one of those places you really get what you give. You can get broken down by the system. You can fall into place with it. But if you bring something to the table, you're going to get something out of it because there is something for everyone in some ways. And I do feel like it's a lot better because there's more younger people who are already around situations that people were uncomfortable with when we went there. You know, it makes it sound like we're so old, but it's like, just like people just held back because they were always around, you know, always grown up in the Mormon religion and you live in a heavy Mormon based area. And then you come to the school and see someone who's newer to the church or different. And I feel like that caused a lot of the witch honey things. Just be like, be yourself and like show everyone who you are and embrace everything there because there's so many opportunities. I mean, we have so many great professors there that actually had connections to other people where you could find anything and anything you're interested in and get connected. So like you're here, embrace it. Don't hate it or, you know, you could turn from it. But if you're already there, embrace it and ride out the ride and see what it brings. People who are considering SVU are considering it for a reason. They're either getting kicked out of BYU or there's no way in hell that they're going to BYU. SVU has got a lot of problems itself, but as we've said, all of us survived, all of us graduated. Don't know about Richard or Zach, but I would definitely do it again. I would do it again. Yeah, me too. And, and that's the thing is that I think if any of us had experienced some of the stuff that others of us experienced at SVU, like we'd be like, oh, fuck no. No, I'm going to try something else. But because we experienced what we experienced, we're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a great option. I would definitely go back. And um, and there's a lot of people who went to, who were students when we were students who are now going to SB. Like, I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but I knew Kyle Nielsen as a student. Like he w- was doing student teaching as in one of the choirs. And now he's the choir and music director in that department. I knew uh, Professor Locke and now she's in the English department as a creative writing teacher. And I knew them, they were in my freshman year with me and they've come back because they also felt that SVU gave them so much that they wanted to give back to SVU. Definitely, it was a great place in a lot of respects and we experienced we experienced what we needed to grow and become who we are and we we're satisfied i feel uh, like you actually found your chosen family 
-hmm. you know, you actually found people that stood by you, you saw the differences. And like, I feel like it also taught you, you know, hurt people hurt people. So you also saw other people and you got that awareness of like, they're only doing this because they're hurting in some way, like mm -hmm. the number of people we all know our favorite redhead, who was big on accusing me of doing things to people and then it found out he himself was doing those things and so like it's stuff like that where it was just like I feel like it made you more aware and then more kind to other people I feel like it made me want to stand up for people be nicer to people and just show them like I'm only here to show you like I want to treat you the way everyone should be treated this is something, you know, Christ would be all for. So like, let's embrace that. That's another thing about SVU is that because it is so small, you got to see professors wearing, doing a lot, of, wearing a lot of different hats. Mm -hmm. So you got to see them doing what they were good at. And also like so many of, a lot of the professors were also bishops. And so you also got to see that side as well. And so we were never trapped into one view of a person. And I would recommend, like, if you're planning on going to SVU, it's going to be weird. It's going to be hard. It's going to be different, but it's going to be okay. And you don't have to stay at SVU. Yeah, your, your credits might not transfer, but take what you can and you will grow from the experience. Yep. I agree with everything that you all have shared. That was actually perfect advice for anyone who's considering going to SVU. It is a very small campus. You will know 75 to 100 percent of the people on campus and you will interact with all of them in one capacity or another. And at least for me, because of that, it helped me to feel like I fit in more. I think that the opportunities that are in front of you at SVU are so great. And like Zach and Richard said, like, just be true to who you are on campus and you will not only find the right people, but you will find the right opportunities. You will find your chosen family and you will find like more joy and happiness than you probably will at any of the other church schools. But then again, I'm biased because I only went to SVU. This was so fun and it was only mildly chaotic. It was perfect, it wasn't, you guys. It wasn't nearly as chaotic as I thought it was going to be. Anyways, we should probably wrap up because we've been doing this for quite some time now. <laughs> thank but you. thank you guys for joining us today and for helping us make this crazy chaotic yeah. discussion happen. That was fun. All I was going to say was, well, that was just about as chaotic as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that was fun. It was very amusing to listen to. So I hope our listeners enjoyed it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know where to go from here. Like we didn't close it at all, like in our conversation. So I feel like we started like snowballing and then like we just like didn't let ourselves land anywhere. And that's totally OK, because that's life and not everything goes according to plan especially if you don't have a real plan set down. So it worked out great. Yeah. Like we had the, we had this, the questions that we had for BYU and BYU-Idaho, but those questions were thrown out the window. Like the whole plan was gone as soon as we started talking. Pretty much. So, which I kind of feel like is what tends to happen when you go to a church school. So, hey. Big facts. Big facts. Yeah, so actually as we close this, we're also closing our entire back-to-school series because that was the last school. Yeah, once again, 
we did not get anyone from BYU-Hawaii, even though our DMs were open for quite a few weeks and are still open. Um, but we did hear that someone went to B LDS Business College that we'll definitely be talking to next season because there is a very good chance that we will do this series again. Yes, yes. We will continue this. But we we don't want you we don't want anyone thinking that we just excluded any school for any reason. We were open. We just didn't get the feedback that we were hoping to get. Um, so hopefully that will work out for next season. So if you know of anyone from those schools, please let us know. We would love that. Honestly, thinking about the last few weeks of doing LDS school episodes. It was really interesting to see the different reasons why everyone went to an LDS school in the first place. Like we had people who went to rebel against their parents. We had others who went because it was close to home. We just had such a wide range of reasons why people went to an LDS college. And it's so interesting to see not only why they decided to go, but what made them stay. That was a good point. Yes. There were a lot of people who we talked to that had experiences that would drive any other person running, screaming into the hills away from that school, but they continued to come back every single year and would even do it all again if given the opportunity. So I think that says a lot about the schools themselves. Not just our incredible people that we talked with. Yeah, it says more about the fact that these schools have quality programs and good environments that make people want to come back year after year of just the horror stories that we hear from our friends, you know <laughs> that is very true because when i do think of church schools i do focus tend i tend to focus more on the scandals that happen and on the on the problems that people still face like the and the honor code for example so to be able to hear such positive things that are still going on at these schools it was very uplifting and i hope that people who are going to these schools and still want to go to these schools can have those experiences and those great programs and hopefully have really good um, social experiences as well. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I'm not trying to shamelessly plug SVU, but I will <laughs> because right now well, it's your school. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was my school. Um, I know that they are giving out iPads and AirPods to incoming freshmen who AirPods, go to SVU. What? Yeah, if you go to S, they have like some crazy partnership with Apple now, where like if you go to SVU, you get an iPad and AirPods on like your first day in orientation. Uh -huh. And then if you stay for all four years, like it's yours at the end of everything. Like you don't have to give it back. It's just yours permanently. So yeah, I definitely didn't get some perks since I was only there for one year. I mean, to be fair, iPads were only invented like when I was graduating. So <laughs> that was soon enough for me. <laughs> I missed all of that. <laughs> Yeah, but we hope that's working out really well for everyone else because you need tech for a school. Um, th there is a lot of good at that school. I will give them that. So I do love it there, even though I like to trash on it a lot. I did love SVU a lot. That's good. It somehow prepared me to go on a mission and become an adult. Yeah. Did oh, not good. see that coming. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I really loved the classes that I had there. I absolutely loved it. But I also saw like a lot of value that I'd gotten out of my time at Southern Utah University because that's the one I kept coming back to because those are like my most interactive experiences. The, my time at SVU is mainly focused on let me get through like 30 plus credits in one year kind of thing. So 
very scholastically focused, but it worked out. It worked out really well. Anyways, we hope that everyone has been able to enjoy our three episodes for our Back to School series. It was a lot of fun for us to talk with everyone. We are very appreciative of our amazing guests in all of our episodes. We adore them so much um, and are very grateful that they made time for us. We have kept laughing and kept discussing it. We absolutely love everyone. So thank you for joining us in both speaking and listening to this series. It was phenomenal. Seriously, thank you guys so much for joining us on one of our other crazy series and these journeys that we go on during our series. Like Kaylee said, it was so much fun. And again, another shout out to Jen, Lindsay, Addison, Hallie, Virgil, Richard, Zach, and Tara for joining us as guests this whole month. It was a great time. Hopefully next year we'll get to do another back to school series um, and we'll include BYU Hawaii and LDS Business College and probably others. I'm sure there are other colleges that we've completely forgotten about. If there are, please tell us. Our DMs are open. (laughs) Always. Just for you. So yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Yep, and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right, bye. bye.